0: It is a Monday. Listen to Jack Michaels. I had to finish on that note of the uh, Orioles putting some finishing touches on the Minnesota Twins. When it regards to the Twins of the Red Hawks this past weekend, my goodness gracious, they chose the wrong team to play on this particular weekend. Brad and Derek, the fifteen to two spot there. Of course, the Hawks had a fifteen to one defeat of the hands of Milwaukee last week, and then. This weekend had uh, rallied a couple times, only to fall short seven runs at the top of the 10th yesterday for Kansas City Monarchs. I just told Brad that the Monarchs in the American Association – May be able to finish in the top three of the American League Central. It I might, think that's it. it might be better than the Royals. <laughs> I think they would. Yeah, yeah. That might be the question. Which is which? Is a team more potent yep. in the in the greater Kansas City area? The mm. Royals or the Monarchs? For goodness
1: sake, Kansas City sports stock might be talking about that. right that's now. That's probably
0: <laughs> what, what they
2: are talking about. <laughs> they're, now they're waiting for the they're waiting for uh, training camp to start for the it, Chiefs.
0: Look at a Monarchs roster. It's like, wait a minute, how is this, how many MLB and AAA guys do they have on this stuff? Yeah, it was a tough one for Coaster. I know that. Um, I don't think it's been released. There's a bat the Red Hawks are going to add. I already saw him in our group meet chat, but I don't think it's been released. I uh, got some double A experience. Might have been a Astros former farm hand, and might add to that. And that's that's what you do in that league is you add uh, you add yeah, mm-hmm. if you can. Uh, Major League Baseball draft. I know my. My boy, who runs uh, Rapsodo, Caleb Sorry in my booth, and, and Isaac, some of these uh, the young guys that are still involved are all locked in. So the big question was, who's going first in the N- uh, in the MLB draft? Which one do you take in the MLB draft? Because Cruz is a dude, uh, but yet one guy might be ready for the. Uh, you know, when you look at Skeens for LSU, might be more. MLB ready like right now. Right,
2: uh, that's I would not be surprised. Yeah, yeah. He so, might be. He might be pitching against the Saints. Right, right. In August. Yeah, I mean, and, that's and, not out of the question.
0: He's a, he's just a grown man with with a big arm. But how great is LSU? With those two dudes are on there and and uh, captivated the the college baseball World Series. But yeah, Skeens goes one to Pittsburgh, and then the Nationals grab Cruz, so they go one, one two. But the guys asked me, Derek, uh, the other guys that said, "Do you, do you follow?" College ball, you know, like like religiously, like you like you do this, and and I said, I would love to, but between MLB and American Association, oftentimes the MLB draft. Now there are a couple, as I mentioned, high profile guys that were taken in this one, and the Twins through the uh, through the ability of this year with the the lot to move up and 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 get maybe the top high school prospect. in Jenkins actually fared well. But I, I told the young fellows I said, uh, normally I kind of wait to see in a year or two as these guys make the progression. Are you guys like that with the ML, MLB draft as opposed to the NFL draft and even the NBA draft, obviously, to an extent? MLB draft, usually it's a, a delayed effect At paying attention. I would compare the, the MLB
2: draft probably more to the NHL draft. NHL draft. draft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's sounds good. I think the, that's the best analogy there.
0: Yeah, and that's that's uh, it's kind of how you look at it. Now it's it's good. I, I'll give you. I, I guess ESPN some credit. They, you know, everything's got to be a showcase. So they had it in Seattle, and the crowds are had some people there, booing and cheering and doing the old boo the commissioner. I know that's that's the that's what everybody <laughs> wants to do. Is there ever been a commissioner that hasn't been booed? Well, if there's a commissioner that should be booed, it might that's be, the one. It might be Robert <laughs> Manfred. Yes. <laughs> Uh so he was uh, a steady diet of, of of booze going on. Had some people wearing some like Yankee gear, some Astros gear and boy Houston every time they came up for a pick. It was just a massive Houston will never climb out. I, I don't I maybe they will. Maybe it's just from the from the garbage can, right boys? The, the Well, the... I think last year time was maybe a we'll... big
1: thing for them, I think. That was and you know, I talked to Corey Provost about that a lot. I think it was the one that they needed to make because if that had been the only one, I think it would be hanging over their yeah. heads a little bit more. But the fact that they show they have you know, an organizational talent to, to do it again, I think that's, I don't think that wound is actually going to be healed for the other fans in Major League Baseball, yeah. but I think it does kind of, okay, they, they had talent. It's one of those things like that team is much like the New England Patriots and all their
0: stupid cheating things, right? Like you're the, good
1: enough to do it without it. You didn't need right? to do these silly
0: things. Fans you know? are never going to let them forget it, at least in their near future. Well, especially in
1: L.A. and New York and Boston. You know, <laughs> right, right. Those, those teams that were directly affected by it. But, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. Now, sometimes when I look at Carlos Correa hit. I think he needs a garbage can sound sometimes. Yeah. But, <laughs> but 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 he's been better lately, and certainly that lead thing has helped him. I wouldn't say so much this past weekend. But, you know, the Orioles, you, they, they got uh, – it's kind of like when they face the Braves, like, okay, there's two really good teams, too. You have Stop. to put that in to, to factor a little bit. But I, I just – it's a, I hope they take take their collective breath and take advantage of two teams that are struggling, especially the Oakland A's, coming up this Friday when they get back.
0: They uh, need that. Yeah, and a four-gamer at Seattle after that, man, it'd be a nice time to get like, you know, four out of seven, you know, five out of seven would be extra special, and they return home to face the White Sox, I think, after that. Yep. So it'd yep. really be nice to, 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 to see them do that. The uh, Speaking of the Braves, they hit the All-Star break, And I don't have it in front of me, but I think they've won like 21 out of 23 or 22 out of 24, 19 out of 21. When you're putting this stuff together, uh, and then the Reds, not the big red machine, this is a Reds team that's got some youth. Certainly, Eddie has has captured the attention with the gold chains and the flashy and the fun and all that. Uh, But but in that senior circuit between Atlanta and Cincinnati – Two enough teams to make you make you excited about the second half, guys. So two two teams right there that are that if you're not a fan, would that be easy to bandwagon? on? I think
2: uh, the Reds would be a great bandwagon story because yeah. it's been a long time yeah. since they've been relevant and they've been interesting.
0: Every and... Reds fan, George Ellis is a, a biggest Reds fan yep. I know, yep. and he's excited. And then there, there's an old, uh, a former AA pitcher, Michael Marriott, that. Pitched for Milwaukee in the in the American Association and in Cleburne, who got a call up, and you know, pretty exciting when the league gets someone to call up and 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 is going to pitch, and then he got sent down. They got mm. someone off the ILC. Yeah. He literally was called up for seventeen hours and moved back down. But you know what? He's there. But yeah, I agree with you, Brad. I, I think uh, uh, Cincinnati is it e- would be an easy team to rally around. Yep. Yeah, a lot, to of, good adopt. Young,
2: a lot of good young talent you got a guy in Joey Votto that's probably towards the end of his career. And you'd like to see him, you know, get into a postseason and do some damage. And, uh, yeah. It has a relevancy
1: to his career, you know. I said, Absolutely. I think yeah. one of those, you know, back before we had the expanded playoffs, Think many great players just didn't have a lot of, well, I think one of the greatest pitchers, and some people would argue the greatest pitcher, Nolan Ryan, didn't get a lot of postseason success, right? He had a little right. bit with the 86 Astros, correct, I think that was? And, yes. And... Was with the Mets early on his career. Uh, you know, he won a World Series a so world. early in his career as a bullpen yeah, really guy. Yeah. But you know, there's just a lot of guys. I mean, Tony Gwen did not experience a lot of postseason success. If, Mahler didn't till the right. end of his career. You know,
0: from a team aspect, do you ever look at yourselves? And we're all in our our late 20s. I get it. <clears throat> anyway, we have you ever look back at your 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 fandom life and say. How was I not a fan of these guys? And I look at the big red machine, you know, and if you were, you were, you know, old enough to remember, you know, some of the really, literally greatest ball players assembled on one particular team. But yet I look back going, how was I not on that? How did I not jump on that bandwagon at a young age? Well, I mean, baseball
1: baseball was such a radio sport then, right? I mean, Uh, you had a game uh, of the week, and so you were. You you've often talked about the big St. stick in St. Louis that KMLS. got you and obviously here it's it was the twins and yeah. you didn't follow a lot of national league ball, you know, here for sure. That's a great point. I mean it it's you know, depending on what you read in the newspaper with box scores. It wasn't you know, there wasn't a lot of national T V and now there's almost too much T V for it, I think. It, it, ah, they, a lot of they saturation where right, you can't really they can't they they kinda had the balance there the early late eighties, early nineties and now it's so, you know, you find games all the time to the point where it's, and it's not the greatest TV sport. Let's, you know, you can put the pitch clock out there or whatever, but right. it's a sport where, you know, listening to you going home or listening to Corey Provost going home, that's kind of where it's at or in the yard yeah. or whatever. And I hey,
0: that's you know. a valid point. I, I think, you know, I mean, you you probably knew who Joe Morgan was or Dave Concepcion or certainly Johnny Bench and start going through those Reds teams. And, and some obviously were. Some, well, that it's was also the-, the reason
1: the All Star game, is, was such a bigger deal and was because one of the few games on TV, right? And so you're seeing these stars actually play for the first time. So I mean, to see Pete Rose, no, he run over Ray, Ray Fosse, but, right. but to actually see him at bat, you didn't see it unless Vin Scully was there on a Saturday afternoon with NBC that, or Monday Night Baseball when they had that for a little hot minute. That yeah. that, that it went to see those players. It was kind of a. They're almost superhuman, like where you're telling stories about him. You didn't get to see him every week. You know week.
0: what I did this morning, and uh, and obviously we're bearing – We lost a, a, such a man of the community, and we'll get to that in a second because it's just. I Text Derek last night. I mean, it's nothing seems oh, real today with the news I just of don't get it. I just news of the passing of Mark Knutson. and and uh, Mark has been on <clears throat> these programs and everybody's program because he's just a man of the people and tragic, and we'll get to that certainly, uh, and with Doc Phil coming up around the corner. The all-star, the home run derby is tonight. Uh, the T-Mobile home run derby is tonight in Major League Baseball. Eh, kind of fun. And they're having a tournament. They're having a, you know, it's one versus eight. The the home runs by like July a day. That's how they see it at these. And it's one versus eight, so on and so forth. Two, seven, three, four. But this morning, I, uh, I was, I don't know, it was the five o'clock hour, the six o'clock hour. A little window of time. I was in the fan studio here. And I rem- I was trying to go back to the year. That the home run derby television show was. Oh yeah, yeah, remember this? And and we were obviously either not born or not born, probably during the. I certainly was not born when this was running. Yeah, because I pulled up one. It was it was uh, nineteen sixty, right? Yeah. None of us in this room were born. Um, and uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that they held this. It, it would be odd for them to have held that in season, but I think it was maybe. I'll have to check on that. The winner, because the winner of the home run derby tonight, was like a two point five million dollar purse, yep. million dollars. Yep, not too shabby. Back in 60s. so I Google <laughs> part of. And if you haven't, do yourself a favor. You know, Google. You know, home run derby television show and all that. But the, the kicker was Mark Scott, who was the uh, Mark Scott was the, the 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 voice, the host that play by play, and and then you'd have. Two guys. A lot of. Oftentimes, it was you know Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays, Harmon Killebrew. You know, you yeah. Yeah, it wasn't short of start. No. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's insane. You, they are not of, bringing out
1: Buck Buchanan for this no. one. They, they, I they, mean, they it's they insane.
0: Going, deep. my goodness, yeah. look at the guys that are coming, and then the guys that they they would do three outs. Yep. You know, and then they'd be at some field you know that had equal somewhat dimensions that didn't favor a right-handed batter or a left-handed batter. And then Mark's, and then they do they do the intro there, and tie it for home run derby, You know, and they go through all this. And then they do a little interview thing on the plate with, you know, Mick, say Mickey and then Willie Mason. <laughs> and you're sitting going, well, Mick, what do you think? Are you going to bet right-handed or left-handed? Well, I think I'll bet right-handed, Mark. I swear I got most of my power. Willie, do you think it's standing a chance? Well, Mickey's a pretty good hitter. And it's just so innocent. And so 19, like 60. There's something so pure about the home run, And then, while like Derek is making mantle, you'd be up to bat, and Brad would be Willie Mays. He'd be on the side of Mark Scott. Man, what do you think Bear Willie? You think he's going to hit one out? Apparently, he's a pretty good hitter there, Mark. Well, there's a drive, one out. And then (laughs) this would be the. And I thought that must have been pretty cool for people to have watched that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, in the day. That was more baseball how, than they were
1: getting I, on TV. I I, the
0: postseason. I, I thought, could we do that now? Like simplify to your saturation point, Derek. Could we do that now, and and go back to a simpler time rules and still appreciate uh, what it was like to watch like Harmon Killebrew go up against Mickey Mantle one-on-one in a home run derby? Or, or are we so past that now? That...
1: You're not going to see a TV show without audiences. I mean, they're, they're going right. to try it yeah, every... Yeah, because there were no fans you in the know, stands. No, yeah, it was like done in a studio <laughs> almost. Of the, it was a studio type of setting, you know? Could you, you imagine...
0: God balls are outs.
1: we you imagine, like... Roger Maris versus Willie Mays in a home run derby yeah. not having fans there. I right. Mean, I, and mean, I
0: think Roger was part of that, oh, too. Yeah, he was yeah. on
1: it a few times. Harmon Killebrew was on it a few times. Ta- well, they used to air it all the time on the Classic Sports Network before ESPN bought it and ruined the whole station. That is correct. I mean, they used to play that all the time, and I could not not
0: watch it. It, it was addicted yeah. to watch. Oh, and 100%. It, and it was so black and white and so many It just was, it was so, typical 60s TV it was is what it was. Fantastic you know. is what it nope. Here's a pitch. And then, you know what else they had? They had an umpire, if I recall right, that if you yes. took a pitch and it was deemed a strike... He'd call a strike. That's an out. <laughs> and, and, and you'd oh, it like, should see Like Mickey would swing and hit a bullet line drive, but it's home in Derby, so he'd hit it and Mark Scott. would go, two outs. Oh. <laughs> and that's all you'd hear. I don't know. I was just thinking about that today. That It, it, it was kind of simpler, a little more simpler times. But I could... Well, did I think that so many times we,
1: we look at it was better in our day and and sometimes we're wrong, right? I mean, like there's some, (laughs) you know, but I think for something like that, I I, I think that was a little bit more fun. And, and, you know, certainly the, the, Athletes trying to almost be actors, like, you know, and saying, right. saying the right thing all the time is a little bit. You're you're not going to have all the excitement like you have a home run derby or a slam dunk contest with everyone going crazy and waving towels and stuff but, like that. But
0: you're right on that. I look back now at that and I'm thinking, that's Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays hanging yeah. out going one-on-one. Yeah, why not? That, <laughs> that's Harmon <laughs> Killer. Like, literally – the legends of baseball, uh, right there. So that's, uh, that's the only thing one. that looked familiar to that would be like you know, it was it, it was
1: like twenty twenty having cardboard cutouts of fans in in the stands type of thing. Right, <laughs> that's right. what it was, it was like. Yeah. <laughs> within uh, you know, what was the first golf tournament we yeah. had? Like people were excited to watch. Was that when Brady and uh, and Rogers and all of them? Did they do that during the pandemic? Yes, they, they did. Yeah, where just like Manning was on there. We, I we were so anxious to see anything competitive. Anything. We're watching a bunch of you know, quarterbacks play golf. Uh,
0: This has nothing to do, I guess, with what I brought up, but I'll tell you another thing I like to see, and I don't know when they do it, it's halftime of not the Super Bowl, but sometime when they have like a punt, pass, and kick contest. Yeah. uh, With the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it is, but I really enjoy (laughs) watching the punt, pass, and kick contest, and it's very simple. It's just simple television. It's simple. Well, I think the... Speaking of those lines half times
1: when we have the uh, college football, you know, conference championships, when they have the college kids kicking the field goal. Well, they have that too, but I yeah. do think oh. that Dr. Pepper needs to change what they're doing with their cuz now the whole thing to get in the little dummy thing, the the pass contest, you have, Everyone's doing a chess pass, right? Like you learn in yeah. you know John Eisen's Cobber cage camp, how to do a chess pass <laughs> instead right. of actually throwing a football like you're supposed to throw a football. Right. I want to see people throw a football the way they're supposed to throw a football, throw not, football. not doing a chess pass. Uh, not, that whole, not, yeah.
0: I'm trying to put it through a thimble for $9,000 right. or whatever it is that they're, they're Yeah, we'll attending. do that at the fair today. <laughs> <laughs> We're not broadcasting yes, you, That's right, Derek. Yes, that's you, you yes. will be doing that. Yeah. That's you, you will win you a stuffed giraffe. here yeah.
1: and here, not uh, here.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you the fair. <laughs> In, in, in the Upper Missouri Valley Fair, growing up in in, the, in my hometown of Williston, North Dakota, I'll tell you what you could do at that fair again. You could go to the pitching machine. Back when that was huge, to see a radar gun oh, yeah. that you only thought was used by highway patrol on Highway Two, you know, to pull you over, and, and, and you get three balls, and boy, you threw that first one and it registered. Then the the carny or the the host and the host would and you go and get another shot, and then you throw the second one and it registered. And then you had to choose how fast you were going to throw that third one mm. so they gave you two shots to see kind of how you were throwing and if you did you'll want a helmet yeah you'll want a plastic
1: Maybe push the button and drop it like four miles an hour. yeah is probably. What
0: you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Joe dirt reference from when he was just spraying the, the 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 plates with damn but yeah that's uh that's that it is a Monday edition as we said we're kind of in that uh, that break point the AA is uh, still going strong till the 18th is their all-star game. Red Hawks will embark. We were going to leave like now for Lincoln. <laughs> here's the here's the rule in the American Association: uh, if the trip is not 500, the uh, very minimum 500 miles, you got to basically go the day of or oh. the early morning of. Save the money. Save money because the home team you know pays for the hotel, right? So yep. the, the home team pays for the hotel. So the the, the minimum is 500 miles. You know anything five hundred and above, you can go obviously the day before. Sure, Lincoln four seventy five. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Chris Cusco, Going, can we tell him we're leaving from Arthur? That's right, and leave the day You're leaving from We're leaving from Hillsborough. this and- week.
1: We're the Hillsboro Redhawks,
0: <laughs> and then that way you can get there. Uh-huh. And now it's what you call in the business a show and go. Leave really early in the morning. Stop for lunch in Sioux Falls. And then uh, bad, though, get to the hotel and dress, and now they're back out there playing. So that's how that's going to work. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, Doc Phil coming up around the corner. Obviously, the the, the tragic news of, of our friend Mark Knutson, everybody's friend uh, Mark Knutson hearing yesterday. Got uh, much more to get to today uh, on the Jack Michael Show with Derek Hanson and Brian Anderson here on 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor,
3: doctor, doctor, doctor. Me, what's up, Jack
0: Doctor Phil Johnson uh, joining us on our Monday roundtable, the Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen. Derek, a busy guy, he's wearing a couple of hats today. I you know he's doing shows over at the. Red River Valley Fair that continues to uh, to entertain the throngs of people coming into the area. And uh, Doc is joining us today, too. And, and uh, we'll start out, I said, no, I, I know that today is a somber day for many, many, many people listening uh, to 740 The Fan. Mark Knutson has been on this program uh, several times with us as we chatted Marathon or anything, really, that Mark has was involved with. And he's been on these properties. He's a man of the people He's an innovator. He was the Fargo Marathon and Doc. You know, you know. Uh, we're still trying to, I guess, uh, digest the news of of Mark's passing in a in a bicycle uh, uh, accident hit by a, a truck carrying a boat into DL. And I think a lot of people are trying to uh, trying to absorb that today and make sense. And obviously, there isn't one. But here's what I was thinking. You know, and and, and time will will pass here and remembering Mark and then and the social media. All the uh, the tributes to Mark have just been uh, the, the number of lives she's touched. I just wonder every now and then there are people in your community. Uh, you know, Dennis Wallacher might fit into this category, where where and I heard KFJO a, a little bit ago, Brad talking about this. I think someone had texted or called in where something could be, you know, put in front of the Fargo Dome or a statue here or something. Something in tribute to Marks.
2: Maybe name it the Contribute. Mark
0: Knutson Fargo, Fargo Marathon. Mar- Maybe name the marathon that or some, Brad or some piece yeah, of it. Yeah, anyway. I like that. So Doc, good to have you on board. But you know what I'm getting at, Doc, on that.
3: Yeah, no, I I do, and it's, you know it's recognition, and you know that's what it comes down to. But um, you know, and and he did a he did a lot, and it's certainly a lot of great things. Uh, in the running world, got everything started, and, you know, and to recognize him somehow would be great. Um, yeah, I always wonder about that, you know, the statues and this and that, and it. Um, I'm never sure what is the right way to go about trying to, to give someone recognition for a job well done. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's the crux of the matter. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think in the Fargo Marathon, maybe after him or something. Maybe that would be an appropriate way to go. I think
0: that that would be a start. You know, that really would be on that. Mark would never have asked for it. In fact, well, if Mark were here, he'd be like, I don't think so. You know, but yeah, but you're, it was your vision. You know, he was talking, you know, my God, but he'd be such a humble guy that that he wouldn't yeah. do that. But yeah, I think... I think
3: and, and The one thing the one thing I don't like about statues and all that type of stuff is they get really dirty and people don't clean
0: them. Oh, and, sure. And
3: then it kind of furnishes... You know the whole the whole aspect of that uh mm. whereas putting something on a name in like in a tournament or something like that that's always present you know and then it's a good point and every every time it comes around you oh yeah right yeah you refresh with that instead of you know you may never see that uh, statue for 10 years or something mm. so you know how do you really I think uh, yeah, I think something along the lines with the Fargo Marathon would be appropriate, very appropriate. Yeah,
0: I, I heard that uh, this morning. I was I was just catching was flipping the dial a little bit, catching that, uh, and that came up on Joe and it kind of got me thinking. Going, yeah, that is like it might not. There's Uki Hammond Park, and I think there's a bench there with an Uki Hammond name on it and things like that. But you guys are right. I, I think that that would be an easy, easy way to to at least start uh, you know the recognition and have it from this day forward. Uh, going on as as name like that, and I'm sure that as as time passes and 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 you know healing takes pra- place, I think that would be a, that would be a good thing. Uh, so I wanted to spend a word or two on, on certainly more today, and then I know that we'd be remiss, Doc. You know, when someone like that, uh, uh, you hear that news, tragic news, that that's what's really on the minds of many people today. They're dealing with it after yesterday's news that came out. But uh, we yep. we uh, we move on a little bit here, Doc. What was your what was your weekend like? Where are you in the now? Now I know that you've announced that that eventually you're gonna you're gonna hang up your uh, hammer. What is it when an orthopedic surgeon retires? What is, what is that? What is that? I say the hammer, the one that tests reflexes on the knees. I know you don't do that, but what is it <laughs> called when an orthopedic surgeon uh, you know steps down? You just
3: uh, retire. You retired scalpel.
0: Okay, you're retiring the scalpel. That's what that's what I was going to do. But your involvement with hockey, Ed, doc, uh, mm-hmm. will continue. Will not. We'll move to a different area. What What are you thinking?
3: It will continue with the International Ice Hockey Federation. I will not be a team physician for you as a hockey anymore because you have to have all your appropriate licenses and certifications, and Got those will have. Um, uh ceased at the end of this year. So from that standpoint I won't be a team position um and now I'll just be a medical supervisor at all these tournaments around the,
0: the world. So that'll be
3: a little bit more fun, a little less stressful and uh I'm looking forward to it. I just just I just wanted to back up real quick before yep. uh, just a little PSA. You know, and I don't know all the specifics on Mark's accident but I just got word that there was a kid at, at the University of Michigan on Ann Arbor. He got he was killed with the his, the cars and bikes and cars and these electric scooters don't yep. do well. Yep. And usually they're headed. And so please wear helmets. Just please wear helmets if you're gonna if you're gonna wear a bike and ride ride bikes on busy streets ride bikes anywhere that you're going to be in conjunction with cars, please wear helmets because usually it's a head injury that does you in, and the helmets will help you.
0: Yeah, good PSA, good PSA. Good. Tonight is the Home Run Derby. I had this question. I was going to figure out how to phrase it to you because back – let me take you back to high school where I had buddies that bowled. I like to bowl. We've talked about bowling. And I had a coach that said, "Not, not during basketball season – uh, you're not bowling. And it's not that the coach was worried I was going to drop a ball on my ankle. Uh, but he was worried about you're throwing those big old 16-pound balls down the alley and 14-pound balls down the aisle. Could disrupt. disrupt. I don't know what the logic was on that, but I think that's what it was. Same thing like uh, with baseball players that choose to go, you know, golf a lot. Uh, lot. will that disrupt a swing. Hockey players are, are, are great golfers. if If they golf as much as they hockey, does it disrupt the swing? Home Run Derby tonight. Oftentimes, Brad, we've seen the guy in the Home Run Derby exhaust themselves to a point where they're not right for a couple of days because it's that. So, Doc, is there anything that uh, correlation to loss of technique, muscle fatigue, being involved in a derby or being involved in a different sport? Because really what we take about is... Be a multi-sport athlete because it helps everything. Is there anything the opposite of that that's true, Doc?
3: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. those guys will stand up there, and I don't—I don't know how many swings they take. How many are they allowed? I
0: forgot. Well, the first round—it's uh, winners of one versus eight, so it's—it's it's now back to a, a case where they get three minutes in the first round and the second round. So They hit as many home runs as they can, and then in the third—yeah, then the final probably, or the third round, they get two minutes.
3: That's probably what. One every 10 seconds?
0: That sounds about right. Oh,
3: so three minutes, so you're Look, talking
0: 18, am.
3: 20, like that. 18, okay. 20 swings,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah, the only question is how many times do they do that during the regular season? Do they even take batting practice at all? Because what happens is, is that you, you're doing the same thing over and over and over, and you will fatigue. You know, I saw it specifically when they were in Colorado, all those guys kind of just petered out because of the altitude. You know, they were right. used to it. Um, and so that repetitive same swing over and over, if they get into two or three, four rounds, whatever it is, yeah, they do send themsel- set themselves up for fatigue and potential strain and injury. It's the same thing in golf where you go to these crazy uh, scramble tournaments and you're taking shots that you never would take on a normal round of golf. Uh, and it screws up your whole system really for the next week or two and trying to figure out you know, what you were doing wrong. So the same thing does happen, you know, in baseball. And it'd be interesting, I don't know if they keep any statistics with that, but you know, what the the batting average does that week or two after the All-Star game in these guys that are in the home run derby, did it go down? Did they have an injury? Did they were they on the injured reserve, you know? It'd mean, be an interesting statistic to look at cuz there there may be some correlation with that. I mean, you look at these guys, you know, and they're just trying to hit it as hard as they can. Yeah, and Pete
0: Alonso looks, even though he can effortlessly flick a ball out of the out of the park. I mean, yeah. these guys are up there. They are they are yeah. driving through it and crushing it. And as you said, you're doing it repetitively, basically. Yeah. All the you're not hitting it. you know you're not doing like a normal cage thing where you're where you're you're, you're maybe a bun a couple and then you hit uh, situationally and then you're just trying to get your swing down. And then maybe that last round. You get a couple of pitches where you're you know, you're letting loose. It's not like that. Right.
3: right. Yeah, and then they're and then they're overswinging. You know, then they're trying too hard. So it, um which is way different than batting practice. Batting practice, you're just trying to get your timing down and you know, get your swing. Right. But these guys are trying to smack it out of the park and you know, this so they tend to overswing, uh, they overdo it and potentially, yeah, they're putting themselves a little bit at risk.
0: I uh so if I went bowling, that wouldn't ruin a jump shot in basketball.
3: Only if you dropped it on your foot. <laughs>
0: unless you're, unless you're going to throw it overhand. Unless you're going to throw it overhand. I'm going to Barney Rubble a little bit on my <laughs> right. tiptoes right. and then uh, yeah. Yeah. And go through uh, all No,
3: and, and, you know, I guess theoretically if you're using a really heavy ball, could you sublux your shoulder? Yeah, but that's pretty rare.
0: The uh, the other one I have are injuries that, quote, I'm, I'll use air quotes here, that never seem to heal what is that, a symptom and or slash sign of, won't name names, but say a lower body injury that, that seems like, okay, everything's back in place. Say it's a hyperextension or something along those lines that, that you, now you've, you've, you've stayed off it a little bit and you've got her back going on and all of a sudden you, it feels like you should be better and now you're still feeling some pain here, pain over here, pain around that area, pain around that area. If that is lingering, Doc, you know, what to you as an orthopedic surgeon, what is that a, a sign slash or symptom of, do you think?
3: The two that come up to mind right away are hamstring injuries that are notoriously slow actors to heal. And sometimes you never completely heal from them and you re-injure it. Um, but what it is kind of a sign is that you're not ready and you haven't recovered fully. And maybe there's some other things that you've got to look at uh, to try and overall balance all the muscles and, and all the the tissues that are supporting those tissues. Um, so that gets a little bit tricky. The other thing is uh, turf toe. Turf mm. toe can be the worst injury ever. And just look at Deion Sanders. I mean, you can lose your toe from it um, from the standpoint that it's very difficult, one, to diagnose, but it's also difficult to treat and treat effectively because that joint takes 50% of the weight-bearing pressure when you're just walking normally. and You add running onto it on hard surfaces, it's even more so... Those are the two that come up to mind that are just chronic, lingering injuries. That sometimes it's really difficult to get over the over the hump.
0: I, I was listening to uh, uh, to Derek Falvey a little bit uh, of the Twins, and I know the Twins. You know they've got some pitching. Now, uh, take away obviously what Baltimore did yesterday scoring six and seven runs consecutively there in the uh, the fifth and sixth innings. But, you know, he was talking about the, the various injuries, and Oray Polanco a little bit closer to coming back. And, and the one I'm, I'm thinking about is Caleb Thielbar, not just because uh, Caleb's got, you know, ties to the Dakotas and, and, and South Dakota State and all that. But he he, he had, and, and Brad, correct me if I'm wrong, I think his was an oblique that uh, put him on the – I believe so, I yeah. think it was an oblique. And then I saw our dear friend Drew Ward, who now – uh, plays for Milwaukee. He swung at a ball against the Red Redhawks last week, uh, Doc, and, and went down. I, I kind of gave Drew a song before he left, and and it, it, that looked like a swing that where the oblique also hits too. On that oblique, th- this looks like – I don't know what the remedy of any kind of return in any kind of expeditious fashion, Doc, happens when you suffer – in an oblique, and even in non-athletes, can suffer an oblique strain. For goodness' sake," said uh, Doc.
3: Well, the biggest thing you have to evaluate for when you think it's an oblique injury is the stress fracture of the rib. We'll see that in golfers not infrequently, and that's the same motion. Uh, it's maybe a little bit lower, but you need to make sure that's not a stress fracture of the rib because that's a whole different treatment program, you know, for that. Um, but you know, oblique muscles again are they're like a muscle anywhere else in the body. The only thing is, is that it's difficult for them to completely rest because you're always breathing. And those so they're, they're always moving. They're always holding the abdominal contents uh, in check. So there, there is that period where it's, it's hard to get real identifiable rest. You just get relative rest. And, and then you have to go through the process where once the pain settles down, then you start working on the flexibility. Then you start working on the strengthening. So, I always tell patients, we've got to go through the first phase, which is healing. Then we go through the second phase, which is motion. And then we go through the third phase, which is rehabilitation. And so um, everyone has their own different little uh, timetable, you know, with some of those things. And, you know, you you just got to be real specific with some of those diagnoses to make sure you get the diagnosis right, because then hopefully the treatment will, will go accordingly. But but again, in some of those oblique ones, you got to make sure that they don't have a stress fracture in their rib because that uh, that is a whole different process and that takes a lot longer to recover.
0: And if you uh, last one for you on this, not saying anybody specific on this, but if 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 a high school uh, phenom, say baseball player, had uh, had Tommy John surgery in a junior year, and uh, but it was projected high, and then. Uh, Rehad that came back uh, senior year, now enters the uh, the draft and or college is drafted and gotta make a choice. Does he go to college, does he say the draft? Any any concern do you think that MLB teams have on young phenoms that have had a, a major surgery, like and, and you can describe some of the typical surgeries that have happened, but I, I just used uh you know, Tommy John surgery. Any any uh hesitance anymore? On, on guys that have gone through that?
3: Yeah. Well, because once you have an injury, there, you, are, you are at risk a little bit. Now, the, the way that they're done these days, you know, is is done very well. But I'll guarantee you what happens is, is that that particular individual gets, gets an evaluation with a fine-tooth comb and a microscope to make sure the stability is okay, to make sure that the inside of that joint is okay and isn't starting to show some of the signs from instability. And that's usually with scans. Um, they will have watched him throw, they will look at his velocity, they'll look at his mechanics, and they will just determine you know whether they think he's a uh, is he high risk or is it there a risk that they're ready to take because pitchers are so hard to find you know the good quality ones in when when you say that um you know a lot of times these young we just see it there was just like an epidemic with these young kids, a lot of them bail. Um, they're done after they have their surgery or they didn't have their surgery, didn't want to go through it. So it limits, you know, the number of them quite a bit. But the kids that try and continue, uh, and if they've got the velocity, if they've got the proper mechanics, and they've got the proper strengthening, um, they they do really pretty well. Um, so I think that at the, at, at the end of the game, the answer is they are at increased risk. Uh, nobody knows the relative number what that is, but they're an increased risk because they've had significant injury to that elbow and, and to the soft tissues. But if uh, they're doing well, they're probably worth the risk to take if they're a high-quality player that's, that's just throwing smoke um, and uh, can win some games.
0: It is our Monday Roundtable, Dr. Phil Johnson. And I, I lied, I had one more for you today. Oh, it was on show. By the way, Brad, this was asked to me uh, over the weekend. Hey, Jack, if, uh, what do you think Shohei Ohtani's next contract is going to be? <laughs> and I thought, funny, we have brought that up before a time or two on the 500 show. $500 million. Dollars. <laughs> it's going to take your pick. It's going to a billion dollar. He's going to be the first billion dollar player. But to your point, to to you, Doc, you know, Shohei got on the scene, I want to say, 2018-ish. You know, he's probably been around for, what, five years, five, six years, six years, I want to say. It's just, I think this is sixth year. And he is, you uh, know, the numbers are off the charts. They're, they're just off the charts. We have not seen, uh, what we're seeing now, technically, we just haven't seen. I guess you can go back to a Ruthian-type numbers, a guy that pitched and, and, and certainly hit all those home runs. You know, Shohei's sitting at, what, 32 home runs already this season. As a pitcher, he has the uh, the, the lowest opponent batting average against. I mean, he is he's a phenom, Doc, as you know. He is Shohei. Otani become a free agent. Angels said they want to keep him, and they'll do anything in their power to keep him there. Shohei has said, you know, I kind of like the area. It's an easier plane trip back home, so on and so forth. My question to you, how long can he keep it up? How long can he keep it up um, if if they came to you as a a guy that knows bones and joints and pressure points and what athletes put their bodies through? How long can you keep up a two-way player of that magnitude? That has done it for now half a dozen years. Does he got ten more in him? Does he have five? <laughs> Does he have four to pitch and a hit in MLB?
3: You know, I think the reality is is that they have a certain lifeline, but or life uh, uh, time, but nobody really actually ever knows, and it's all determined by whether there is an injury. You and I, we've talked about this over and over. I think Major League Baseball does not do a service to their players by playing these kids so often and so long. Um, It's just a matter of attrition. And it's just, you know, next man up. I mean, so I think, you know, if he's managed properly, um, if he's taken care of properly with proper nutrition, with the proper exercise and flexibility, um, I, I think there's, there's a chance he can go a long way, but, but you're really looking at a crystal ball and you don't know. Because an injury can pop up just very quickly and that, that derails the whole process. Um, so I mean it really is a little bit of a crapshoot because you don't know. Uh, but I think as long as he can continue to take care of himself um, and his body and most of these guys do, and that he doesn't get overmanaged and overused, uh, there maybe there's a high likelihood that he can go a long time.
0: I but mean, it'd be incredible. It would it, it, be incredible, Doc, if he can. I'm just it, – it, it's at yeah. the highest level. I mean, Brad, what does your gut tell you? I mean, it, it's it, – first of all, do you think we really appreciate what he's doing right now? It is amazing what he's doing right now. I, well, let's kind of go backwards or frontwards. I don't think
2: the people are appreciating him. Right. Um, I think there will come a point he will become one way or the other. He's going to be a pitcher or a batter, and I would say he will probably – I think he could be done as a pitcher – who knows? Two, three you know, years maybe. Uh, kinda kinda I, your gut is thinking yeah, that I, would be I, his... I can't see him going more than more than about three or four more years as a
3: pitcher.
0: Yeah. And you're right, Doc. But they're they're he, taxed and both they're that, taxed on both sides. I mean that that that's that's a grueling that's a grueling season.
3: Yeah. But then you turn around and you look at a Nolan Ryan who took care of himself. He was a ah. proper mechanic. He threw into his forty. That's so I mean you know, you you've got examples out there, and just the. But my whole concern is, you know, how do you manage these guys? And you've got to manage them well, and not and not burn them out, um, and lose and lose the player at an early age. And that, I see that over and over.
0: Is some so, of it, Doc? I, by the way, is some of it just yeah. God-given lucky genes? You know, yeah. <laughs> DNA yeah, that the, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Derek, we were just uh, – I know that you're busy in and out today. you got a show at the fair coming up. But we were talking about Shohei Otani. Yes. Yeah, was... And and uh, I like Brad's gut. I I—I I, I, I haven't heard that before. And he said, you know, I could see him eventually going to a path of just being maybe a hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think on that, Derek? Uh, for sure.
1: He'll milk it all as long as he can.
0: Yeah. Certainly I mean, when he's he signs his get... new contract. He's
1: getting the major bucks because he can do both, mm-hmm. right? He's, he... Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of like the Joe Mauer being a catcher thing, right? I mean, you got a rare talent that hits and catches the catch way it, it is, and, and then left hand. and then when he had a switch positions, everyone was going, "Is he really worth twenty seven million dollars?" You know, and <laughs> that's... that's kind of the, he, he's kind of that extra thing. It's kind of like what Byron Buxton, you know, like uh, just a DH, really, no. you know. But but so, the, but but his the Angels, value doing both right now.
0: Right. The Angels and whoever team, if he hits that market, which which could happen, are going to need guys like Doctor Phil Johnson to probably yeah. thoroughly. The question I just asked you, Doc. Don't get me wrong. You know that's that's being talked about in whoever puts that money out, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. It's risk management. You know, but but his numbers will dictate which way he goes. I mean, if all of a sudden his batting average just drops, they're going to go, okay, uh, you're going to concentrate on pitching here for a while. Or if his ERA zooms up, they're going to go, oh, boy, he's losing some velocity. Mm. What's going on with that? Uh, Okay, you're going to bat for a while. Uh, so, I mean, he, he and he's got a little bit of a, obviously, a choice in there, too. You know, does, is, how does he feel? Does he does he like one or the other? Is he doing one? But his his statistics are going to probably determine what the management does with him, too. Um, and so, you know, if they start to taper off here a little bit, then they may make some changes.
0: He's hit 112 home runs in the last two and a half seasons. One, wow. 112. Yeah, you did it yeah, I did that too, but the wind blew out at, at our ballpark a lot and uh, you know it was three fifteen down the line. <laughs> so, <Yep>. so, <laughs> so I had a little had a little uppercut. It is incredible and I, I think Brad is right, Doc. I, I and Derek uh it, and I, I said this. I don't know if we fully appreciate what's going on right now with Shohe. I I just uh, to have this ball player. Well, it's two things.
1: He's playing on the stepsister you know market right in the LA market so that doesn't yeah. help because the Dodgers are most definitely in so he's got that going for him and Major League Baseball has been about as bad as promoting their stars as I mean it, and
0: he's got to be the most marketable yeah, international star right.
1: and there's just a lot what Rob Manfred and the owners they just don't get they're still living you know in yesteryear oh. so well just the fact that I went on a rant about this the other day. You know, so my parents are trying to sit down. They want to catch the twins on Friday night. Oh, it's oh, Apple TV. Oh, they were on that
0: Apple. And, Peacock, I mean, they just, whatever you can't have on.
1: that. You, you can't be doing this to your fans. And and so we're you're just not seeing the product. They're not marketing them correctly, and it's it's a shame. It really is. I mean,
3: well, just it's on the West Coast, and those games start at like nine thirty, ten thirty our time. You know, so they don't get they don't get the coverage. You know, either.
1: but there's still. I mean but that happens with the lakers and lebron and magic and you know i mean you got to have more day games you got to have you know the, you got to feature it more and not black out people who want to c- catch the product and i mean they, they yeah. i've never seen a major a, a major sports network try to make themselves as
0: hard to find as,
1: <laughs> as what major league baseball does <laughs> to their fans i mean they make it it's as like complicated Remember the
0: movie airplane yeah. when they were they, they were going to land the shuttle and he, he said, uh, shouldn't we turn the lights on? No, that's exactly what they'd be expecting. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And turn the lights on, right? right. <laughs> <It laughs> yes. Yeah, well, shouldn't we market no, them better, again? No, is,
1: that's exactly what they... I mean, it's it's like the NFL. My fear is, you know, we're going to you know streaming services right away. It might be a little too fast for them, a Thursday night football prime. I mean... I think people are a little spoiled to get these things over the air free, okay. and that's what the NFL did, and I think they're going down this path. Major League Baseball has been screwing this up for 10 years with their blackout situation, both audio and video. Stop it already.
0: We yeah. want to see our, your stars. Well, well, I wish I could argue that, but you're you're, you're preaching to the proverbial well, choir right here. unbelievable. Otani, for those wondering, last Wednesday turned 29. Well, yep. yep. So There you go. Uh, and and it's I can't believe I am saying this, but whatever that large number that he's going to get coming up might be underpaid. And I, I do we'll see just, it, it's amazing. I mean, you think the Japanese are never underpaid if someone's willing to pay it? That's exa- <laughs> time out. I don't got to write that. <laughs> yep. oh, no lines. We never underpaid. You never overpaid it. if someone's willing Overpay to pay it. it. There yep. it is. Uh, all hey, right.
1: And, I mean, would I would have taken Rush Limbaugh's last few oh, contracts? That's so right. Someone was willing
0: to pay it. So what are you worth? What are they paying me? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right, Doc? Is that, that's pretty much it in sport, isn't it? That's,
3: that's, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. All capital. Yeah, that's what. That's how it rolls. Uh, so anyway, well, good stuff. A lot of different topics today. And as as, as we started today talking about Mark Cootson, a friend to all is Derek, certainly. I know that you, you've been popping back and forth between stations here. And we started, Derek, uh, talking about for, for Mark, uh, if something could be done to just honor his memory. Yeah, I was listening when I yeah. was
1: trying to get my paperwork done here, and yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that something, well... The Mark
0: Knutson Fargo Marathon, that The marathon isn't
1: what it is without him, because I was in there, yeah. kind of the genesis of it all, when it was just, he was right. helping out that week, and then, yeah. you know, he helped us out with a, a, a run that we had during that thing that we did to benefit cancer at another station I yep. was at, and, I mean, he was just hands on deck, and to the point where they said, okay, we got to give you this permanent position, because this, your, this, your this is too much. You obviously know what's happening. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, the volunteer basis of it became a full-time job, and... And, and there's no way it doesn't become what it is without him. It's just yeah. There's
0: no ifs, ands, or buts uh, about it. And Mike Holmquist, it. I believe, was that we we're uh, you know dragging uh, uh, colleagues there and, and all that. So good stuff. Doc, as always, thank you. I threw a lot at you today, boy, and you just knocked him out of the park. I'll tell you, that's uh, no pun intended with the Otani reference. So you have a good week, buddy, and we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. And it won't be long before he retires his scalpel. the well, one and only. That's right. Uh, that's Dr. Right. Phil Johnson. Uh, uh, Phil, thanks, bud. You bet. Have a good week, guys. Everybody. Take care. I think I got uh, the, the uh, now I'm on the Otani thing. I don't, uh, I don't know. Do you remember the first big contract where your eyes opened up wider?
1: Uh, not really. Well, one of the bigger ones was actually Puck, because I mean, he made he's the first $3 million player in baseball, I do believe, right? Uh, that in, sounds right. Yeah, late yeah. 80s. So that was the late 80s. So that was a pretty big number then, which is <laughs> laughable now. But yeah. at I mean, the time.
0: rods obviously went, wow.
1: Yeah, twenty five million a year. That was like that the, was a while. that was the biggest one for sure that everyone looked at because he went from Seattle to the Rangers with that before they traded to the Yankees. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he put some money, in. I think this is going to be a, well. Yeah, maybe we're immune to it now. Just number they're just numbers on a sheet now. Well, and for me, and I have this conversation a lot of people when they look at these
1: numbers, but just think of the billions of dollars that are out there for these owners to be able to pay it, and when you see what the <laughs> rights fees are, and the fact that you know
0: it's the old argument, isn't it, Derek? How can you scream you're losing, and it's not profitable? When well, the...
1: Peacock's going to pay that much money for one playoff game to stream it? I, I just it gets a little bonkers. I yeah.
0: mean, well, yeah. Doctor Phil Johnson, thank you for your time today. Uh, stick around; the common man is coming up tonight. so one of those nights where no Twins, no Red Hawks. We run the line, derby will home be run on run two away.
1: <laughs> seven o'clock. Yeah, Mark Let Scott out. will not be there. Mark, no. Do you th- now? Mark. This is goes back to the conversation. I was really thinking about this. This is where I think that during the pandemic the NBA screwed up. They could have really enhanced started, the summer, at, yeah. started at Christmas and then
0: Kinda go here. We'd
1: have conference finals games going you on. You really
0: have like three to four days kind of to play with right here to uh, Well like we I did. said,
1: major league baseball from the mid June until August pretty much has everything done themselves before preseason football. Yep. And they do nothing with it as far as promoting their products. So. Really
0: sad. You can also catch uh, Couch Potato Radios and KFGL with Derek Hansen. It's blacked out and subject to error, you see. It's blacked mm-hmm. out. You can catch it on ApplePeacockYahoo.com. Uh, no, actually, site. it's live
1: on KFGL this afternoon.
0: Common is next to the fan.